This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Many Americans would like to downsize or simply get rid of the clutter that surrounds them and in some cases limits their progress in life. If you're ready to bust the clutter, a decluttering and downsizing expert has advice for you. I just want you to get started. And most people quit. They quit in the first day because they bite off too much. And so all I want you to do is I want you to clean for 10 minutes, 10 minutes a night. That's it. Do it for a week. Then, a research study found a program to help families at risk for child maltreatment has successfully kept kids out of foster care. Differential response is an alternative track to the traditional track that families might be placed on when they become involved in child protective services. Those two interviews and more are ahead on this week's show. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Many Americans would like to reduce clutter or downsize, but the reality of it can seem overwhelming and sometimes emotional. InfoTrack's Roy Mackey talked to a decluttering expert for helpful advice. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Matt Paxton is the host of the Emmy-nominated TV series Legacy List with Matt Paxton, and now the author of Keep the Memories, Lose the Stuff, Declutter, Downsize, and Move Forward with Your Life. Matt, is it my imagination, or is clutter in our lives just worse than ever? Yeah, I think we've been sitting at home for two years, and we've just been looking at it. And so before the pandemic, we were too busy to notice it, and now it's all we saw. I think that this probably goes back to caveman times, but why do we have such a hard time letting go of stuff? Well, yeah, there had to have been a caveman that had more bones than somebody else, right? (laughs) And it's because we see value in it. And what I've come down to is, at this point in the history of the world, like, it's emotional value. Like, if you look at our grandparents, well, they came out of the war, they bought things to create the suburbs and our houses, and it's a whole economic look at it. But now, we just really love the people that are associated with that stuff. And that's why it's so hard to let go, because we have such strong emotions to the people that are attached to those items. You don't actually care about paper or plastic or wood. You care about the people that it represents. Now, I know you've written an entire book about this and a whole TV series, but maybe you can just outline the general process you recommend in order to keep the memories and lose the stuff. Well, for me, you know, I was on Hoarders for, gosh, 15 seasons and then have had my own show, Legacy List, and I've cleaned houses for 20 years. At the end of the day, I found is that you need to share the stories. And that's the key of my process. Everyone has their own process that works. But for me, it's you got to share the stories because the more you tell about the people that you loved and you cared for, they're attached to those items. And so when you when you cover the stories of those people at the beginning, believe it or not, later, when you're decluttering the attic and you're in grandpa's old shoebox, you don't care about the extra tapes and things because you've already shared so much about that person. And so believe it or not, by sharing the stories early and often, it enables you to get rid of more later. Now, your TV series is called Legacy List. And of course, you write about that extensively. But for someone who's not familiar with that, what is a legacy list? So a legacy list is a list of five or six items that mean the most to you and your family's story. It's really their legacy. It's who they are. It's what they are. And they're rarely financially valuable things. They're usually emotionally valuable things. A ring, a cookbook. Uh, I tell you, my, my number one item is a cookbook that my mom got. She went to everyone in my family's, all the women, 
grandma's great grandma's got all the recipes all the women at the church i grew up with got all the recipes wrote them all down in their handwritings and then after my dad died i got that cookbook fast forward 20 years later i'm here with my korean stepchildren in atlanta and we're learning my great grandma's apricot pie recipe and they're asking me stories about my grandma and my mom and my dad and all these people they never got to meet that's how you pass down a legacy that's how you pass down stories and it's a it's a cookbook handwritten recipes and to me that's a legacy item and so when you pull those out and you share them with family i think about my dad died 21 years ago now i have seven children none of my children ever met them my wife never met met them but they know everything about them because he's on my legacy list and I tell those stories all the time. They could jump on the phone right now and tell half the stories I was going to tell you because they know them. And that's what a legacy list is all about. And I always come back to if you've covered those stories enough early on, then you can let go of those items later. What are the hardest choices when deciding what to keep or what to let go of in terms of material things? The easy ones are like the dining room. Guess what? Nobody wants any of it. Donate it or sell it. Whatever you can get, go ahead. The next generations don't need it. The hard ones are like paper. Pictures are really difficult. Taxes. Oh, my gosh. How many? Do I keep three years or seven years? Right? People don't know. It's seven, by the way. A lot of people get nervous. You know, will I get in trouble if I don't have this or that or this? It's usually things that we think matter to prove that we existed. Believe it or not. Like people have a hard time letting go of old pay stubs. Right? People have a hard time letting go of the old awards. My generation and up, I'm 47, we got awards at work. For my kids, they won't even go to a place to work. They'll do it from home. So they won't have all these trophies and plaques and awards. But like we have a hard time. What a challenging thing for me is like when I go through kids that have moved on. When your adult children are 45, but mom still wants to keep all the trophies from when that kid was eight. Those are the things that are hard to let go of. The things that we think established of who we are. But at the end of the day... I think you keep five or six items. That's all. I mean, I'm, I'm extreme. I'm a minimalist, but you really only need a bag. You need to be able to leave your house in an hour. And that sounds extreme, but like you don't need all the stuff that we have. I converted to minimalism in the middle of writing this book because my now wife is a minimalist. And so I had like half written this book and I felt really good about it. And then I had to move myself for 20 years. I've been teaching people how to move and clean and downsize. But when I had to do it with my own stuff, it was a lot harder. <laughs> So I had to start letting go of things like old wedding registries. And I mean, like the registry at my dad's funeral. I hadn't looked at that thing in 20 years. And it's like, oh, well, should I let go of this? You know, like these are people that wrote their name. And of course, I didn't know half the people on the list. But like, it's just hard because it's emotional. At the end of the day, you just got to dig into it. You got to pick a number. Is it 10%? Is it 15%? Is it 25%? Is it 50%? How much are you taking? Our guest on InfoTrack is Matt Paxton. He's the host of the Emmy-nominated TV series Legacy List with Matt Paxton, and now the author of Keep the Memories, Lose the Stuff, Declutter, Downsize, and Move Forward with Your Life. One of the things you write in terms of getting underway is you say start with the 10-minute sweep. What is that? So that's probably my favorite rule. So many of us, you know, it takes us 10, 15, 20, 30 years to fill a house. And then we think we're going to empty it in like a three-day weekend. And that's not realistic. And so I tell people, you know, all the TV shows I'm on, it looks like you clean a whole house in a week. And that is just not real. It takes months, sometimes a year. And so I just want you to get started, right? And most people quit. They quit in the first day because they bite off too much. And so all I want you to do is I want you to clean for 10 minutes, 10 minutes a night. That's it. Do it for a week. And anyone can do 10 minutes. Like start at 750, you're done at eight. 
you can do junk mail that's on your dining room table. You can do the junk drawer that's in your kitchen. You can do the wherever you keep your chargers right, for all your iPhones. Like whatever, just pick a very small area, one foot by one foot, maybe two foot by two foot, and work for 10 minutes a night and do it for a week. And if you do that, what happens is you get in the habit of making decisions. It's not about what you get accomplished that first week on the 10-minute sweep. It's that you did something. It's just that you did Perhaps this is related, but you also have something called the one-month rule. Tell us about that. Okay, the one-month rule is my least favorite rule. Everybody hates it except me. (laughs) I say you should, if you haven't used it in a month, get rid of it. And your listener's thinking, that's, oh, no way, man. That does sound extreme. Yeah, it is. So (laughs) I actually think it should be six months, believe it or not, to a year. But I put a month just to make us argue about it, right? And so that was (laughs) on purpose. Because what happens if you don't pick a time, then you never have a limit, right? You never have a rule. And so whatever time works for you, fine. Most people pick a year, actually, believe it or not. And seasonal stuff like skis and wherever you live regionally, you know, fishing poles, whatever. If you actually do it, great. Go for it. A year is fine. But specifically with clothes, if you haven't worn these clothes in a year, you're not going to wear them again. And that's okay. And I, and I know some women are listening and say, well, I got shoes and you know, I get it. But at the end of the day, you got to pick a time. If you haven't used X item in a year, you need to switch it over. But again, the month I put that in there just to get people agitated. And so they would pick a time. So I really don't care what your time is. You just need to pick it yourself. Can you cite some examples of where a professional organizer might be necessary? And how do you find a good one? Go to the websites for NASM or NAPO, the Senior Move Managers, Professional Organizers. Call around. I would call three to five professionals locally and find the one that matches your personality. It's going to be between $100 to $150 an hour for these people to be in your house working there. So you may only hire them for a day or two to teach you the process, or you may hire them for two or three weeks, and that's okay. Matt, we're nearly out of time, but do you have any final words of encouragement? Yeah, you can do it. Like so many people, it's the easiest thing to quit, right? Downsizing, all you have to do is shut the guest room closet door, and you can ignore it for another year. If you are thinking of it, if you're even wanting to just have less, I promise you, you will find a better life with less stuff. But don't go to the extremes. Just start for 10 minutes, give it a shot, and don't quit. Keep going because you will be happier at the end. Matt Paxton, the host of the Emmy-nominated TV series Legacy List with Matt Paxton and now the author of Keep the Memories, Lose the Stuff. Matt, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks so much, man. I really appreciate it. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, helping kids avoid foster care. That story, coming up. Stick around. There's more InfoTrack straight ahead. <laughs> 